You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Drew Dixon. I am the editor of Explore the Bible Students at Lifeway, and we're here to talk about Romans 10. This is session 9. It's titled Lord and Savior. It's on Romans 10, 5 through 15. Our central truth is that Jesus is Lord of all and offers salvation to all who call on him. So in this passage, Paul's going to continue this argument that he's been making about the gospel uh, centering on the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's an argument he's made throughout Romans, and he's shown how Christ uh, has proven himself Lord by rising from the dead. That's how he declared himself king over the world. So the gospel is this royal pronouncement that the broken world in which we live has been reclaimed. And it's been reclaimed by the king of the universe, by the God who created it, the God who shaped and formed. That's, this, is, this is a big part of Romans 8, right? Uh, the, the God who shaped and formed the earth, the world, the universe that we live in is coming back to claim his rightful kingship over it. And that means his rightful kingship over us. And he's done this through Jesus of Nazareth. Um, so we might think, that Jesus is king primarily over the Jews. But Paul has taken great pains throughout Romans to make clear that he is Lord of both Jew and Gentile. And so that's going to factor in uh, big time into Romans chapter 10. And this passage also has a lot to say about how we should see ourselves as people who carry that same good news, people who um, are tasked with the sacred task that Paul was given, right, of proclaiming the gospel to both Jew and Gentile. Um, and so uh, here in Romans 10, we're going to be challenged to see ourselves as gospel people, as people who are charged with the task of proclaiming good news. In fact, right at the beginning of the leader guide in question number three, it tells you to look back at Romans 10, 1 through 4 to take a look at Paul's heart. And in that, that short section, if, you'll, if we'll look back there, we'll see that Paul said, I wish I could be cut off if that would mean more of my brothers, the Jews, more, more of my fellow Jews coming to faith in Christ. Remember, Paul was the apostle to the Gentiles. He saw himself that way. He believed God had called him that, to, to be the apostle to the Gentiles, and God had indeed called him. We can see that in the book of Acts, to be the apostle to the Gentiles. But that doesn't mean he had given up hope for the Jews. Um, again, this passage makes really clear that there's one way to salvation, and that's through Jesus Christ. And there's one Lord, and that's Jesus Christ. And he is Lord of both, of both Jew and Gentile. Um, but here we see, you know, again, Paul's heart. Uh, Paul wanted people to come to faith in Jesus. So there's, uh, there's, there's a challenge there for us, right, to make sure that's our heart. Do we want people to know the good news? Do we want people to hear the good news? Do we want people to come into a relationship with the God of the universe and be reconciled to him? Um, do we want that for ourselves? Do our students want that? Do they want to see their friends uh, have right standing with God? Do they want to see their friends renewed and reconciled to the God who made him for a relationship with himself? Another question I would encourage you to spend some time on is question number seven. And this may seem obvious to us, but it wasn't to people in Paul's day. And maybe if we... Uh, are careful, it's not obvious to us, but this que in question number seven, it says, who is Jesus Lord of? And why do we need this reminder today? Well, Paul makes it really clear that he's Lord of both Jew and Gentile. 
Um, and so uh, in Paul's day, right, there was this tremendous divide between Jews and Gentiles. Um, they didn't hang out with each other. They didn't like each other. They didn't trust each other. Um, Jews thought Gentiles would make them unclean and thought that they were pagans who were, you know, doing the exact opposite of seeking after God and of inviting God's kingdom to reign on the world. And then the, the Gentiles, most of them were pagan and thought Jews were weird to believe in only one God. And, uh, you know, they, they looked down upon them and many of them even, even persecuted uh, Jews. And so uh, there couldn't be two people more different in the ancient world. And Paul says, actually, in the gospel, God has brought these people together. And so the gospel unites people. Do you see that? It unites people under the lordship of Jesus. It unites people that would never hang out with each other, uh, much less um, commit to doing life together. And Paul's saying that's, that's what God wants to do in your church, and in, in, in my church, in your church. So do you, in your church and in your student group, make an effort to celebrate um, how the gospel unites us? Do you make an effort to celebrate diversity, how God brings people of different backgrounds and ethnicities and and education and, and, and social status together. Um, this could be a good time to celebrate the diversity in your group. Um, how has God brought unique and different people together that, that wouldn't be friends, wouldn't, wouldn't hang out with each other otherwise, and, and how can we celebrate that? How can we use the diversity of our group as a means to reach more people with the gospel? Um, diversity is an asset. It's not something... Um, to erase, but the ways that we're different, how can how could how could God use that to draw us closer to one another and, and use us to spread the good news? Um, that's a great challenge for you this week, um, and and something to to celebrate with your students is how God has used you and brought you together. Um, and then let's also consider how those things that make us different um, are actually opportunities for for ministry. Just some examples: um, your students have relationships with people that you, you never will, relationships with their parents, relationships with friends at school, people on their sports teams, people in their activities that they do each week, um, people in their neighborhoods that we can't reach, right? Um, maybe they have people they identify with because of their ethnicity or their background or their social status. All these things are opportunities for ministry because in these spaces there are people made in the image of God that God has a heart for reconciling to himself. And that is really good news. And when we connect to that mission, we're connecting to the mission for which we were created. Uh, thanks for your time, and I look forward to talking to you again next session. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com. 